Good day everyone, welcome to this week's edition of your FCB Market Watch. I am Dean Nathaniel Onyambo, I am the Head of Trading here at First Capital Bank Zambia. So remember we changed the format, we now start with the local picture before diving into the global picture. So locally, last week, FX and interest rates. Open the week, FX 16.975, closed at around 17.01, pretty much stable for the week. Your offshore close was around, was around 17.25 at the end of last week. In terms of central bank activity, remember your central bank is the largest seller of dollars on this FX market. Central bank, we estimate sold around $27 million in the market last week. So in terms of April, we estimate that the total FX sales for the central bank into the FX market reached around $90 million. Moving on to interest rates, we had a bond auction last week. So going into that bond auction, two-year to three-year bond yields on the secondary market were 200 basis points higher on average compared to five-year to 15-year bond yields, which were pretty much flat in terms of movement for the week. So why do we think we had this sort of activity in the secondary market with regards to those two-year and three-year bond yields higher compared to the rest of the curve? We think that offshore players are continuing to switch duration from the shorter part of the long of the long end curve, the so shorter part of the bond yield curve, to the longer end of the bond yield curve. So what you're seeing out there with regards to secondary market activity is offshore players are lengthening their duration. Given that we've upscaled or we've pushed up our likely timeline for successful conclusion of IMF and debt restructuring negotiations to Q3 this year from Q4 previously, we actually believe the duration trade is now back in focus. As a result, we see limited upside for bond yields over the next few months and in the latter part of this year, we actually think we might see a capitulation. Post the auction on Friday, what we're seeing on the secondary market today is a two-year to five-year bond yields or two-year to five-year bonds are actually better valued on the secondary market. So you can get better yields on the secondary market than the yields that actually printed in the primary auction on Friday. So if you look at two-year bond yields on the secondary market this afternoon, 22.7% bid, 19.2% offer. That 19.2% offer is better than the 17.85% you would have received if you bought a two-year bond at the auction on Friday. Three-year bond deals, 23.5% bid, 20.5% offered on the secondary market. That 20.5% is better than the 20% yield that you would have gotten in the bond auction on Friday. And five-year bonds, 25.5% bid, 22.75% offered, 25 basis points for that offer yield on the secondary market in terms of being better than what you would have received if you had gotten a five-year bond at the auction on Friday. 7-year to 15-year bonds, pretty much flat. So if you look at those auction results and the yields for 7-year to 15-year bonds, they fall pretty much in between the bid and offers on the secondary market this afternoon. In terms of this week, starting with FX, we've opened around 16.975. Looks like we're going to close at around 16.94 today. Offshore spot price at the start of the day, it was only 17.25% offered. There were no bids, but right now we've seen some bids coming up. So your offshore spot price is at around 17.2. But even though your offshore spot price is higher than your onshore spot price, given the fact that you've seen significant or regular intervention from the central bank in the FX market, we don't think we will see the offshore spot price significantly dragging up the onshore spot price. In fact, we actually maintain our view that the dollar watcher pairs upside is contained 
and we now see the current wider trading range as being from 16.45 to 17.45 on the top side remember that's lower from the previous range that we had which was pretty much around 17 to 18 on the top side sorry from around 16.8 to 17.8 on the top side in terms of a change in our view our base case under our base case we now see the dollar quarter pair reaching 15.8 at end june but we see the pair rising to 16.95 at year end so why do we think we're going to see a move low over the next few months well even though consumer goods imports are rising, we think capital goods imports, particularly fertilizer, are likely going to cool from April to August, which is your harvest season. Number two, the regular FX intervention from the central bank has really assisted in limiting speculative FX demand as well as the front loading of FX purchases. In terms of risks that may add upside risk to our projections, well, Number one is if we see a deterioration in the external or the global environment that may potentially lead to divestment of, of portfolio inflows, sorry, divestment of portfolio flows, that would likely add upside risk to our projections. Number two, if we see a return of a frugal central bank. So if we see the central bank renewing limited FX selling activity, so as to cushion international reserves ahead of successful conclusion of debt restructuring negotiations, that would also add to upside risk to our projections. Remember, external debt arrears at the end of December last year stood at $2.2 billion. It is possible that for us to cross the line with debt restructuring negotiations, we may need to clear a portion or entirety of these external debt arrears. And if that's the case, then it's also possible that the central bank may step back a little bit with regards to FX intervention in the FX market so as to protect the international reserves ahead of this conclusion of debt restructuring negotiations. Economic calendar last week, while well, we had inflation data, on an annual basis, April inflation decreased to 11.5% year-on-year from 13.1% year-on-year in March, predominantly due to base effects. On a monthly basis, April inflation decreased to 0.7% month-on-month from 0.8% month-on-month in March, predominantly due to a decline in motor vehicle prices. Although the improved trajectory for the dollar quarter pair will cut into upside inflationary risks, we still see inflation bottoming out at 8.8% year-on-year in June and July this year before rising to 12.3% year-on-year in December. Our views are predicated on a reversal of base effects in the second half of this year. The expectation that we're going to see electricity tariff hikes in the second half of this year after we receive that cost of service study in July, as well as the fact that we expect 16% VAT and fuel products to be reintroduced at the end of June. In fact, with regards to inflation, annual inflation that is, we only think that annual inflation will revert to the central bank's targeted 6 to 8 percent in October 2023, where we see inflation reaching 7.6 percent year on year. In terms of the MPC, well, we've got an MPC meeting this May, as well as a rate announcement. Given the fact that we have seen this better trajectory for the dollar quarter pair, we think we are going to see the central bank's monetary policy committee standing pat and leaving the policy rate unchanged at 
That said, given those upside inflationary risks that I have mentioned earlier, we are still pricing in a 100 basis points hike in the policy rate in the second half of this year. Last week also, I covered a bit of this. We had the bond auction. It was all right in terms of a subscription, 102% bid cover subscription ratio. This was the second best auction of the year. And this was on the back of a return of local and foreign interest. Your yields were largely unchanged. In terms of movements, your two-year yield was down 10 basis points to 17.85. Five-year bond yield was up 25 basis points. And your 10-year bond yield was down 24 basis points. This week, in terms of economic calendar, we've got PMI data coming out on Thursday. Um, you know, PMI is a leading indicator for growth. So your PMI measures private sector activity. If it's above 50, that's expansion. If it's below 50, that's contraction. So for us, we'll be looking for signs of increased customer numbers and business activity here. So if you look at the imports data that was published last week, consumer goods imports are actually rising. So consumer goods imports in terms of dollars, they were up to $173.5 million in March from $161.7 million in February, and that was also up from $139.9 million in January. So it does appear that consumer demand is recovering and may improve further on the back of an improved inflationary outlook. That said, going back to those upside inflationary risks I mentioned, the potential energy price, so fuel and electricity increases in the second half of the year, will likely impede material recovery. In terms of growth outlook, given the lower inflationary or the improved inflationary outlook, we've revised our 2022 GDP growth focus higher to 2.9% year on year from our earlier focus to 2.5% year on year. Compare that to the central bank, the central bank see growth at 3.5% year on year 2022, rising to 3.6% year on year in 2023. The IMF in their April World Economic Outlook, they see Zambia GDP growth at around 3.1% year-on-year this year. We also have a table auction this week. Government will be selling $2 billion across 3 months, 6 months, 9 months, and 12 months tenors. In terms of where those yields currently are, 3 months is at 9.3%, 6 months is at 10.8%, 9 months is at 11%, and the 12 months is at 13 and 3 quarters. In terms of our view, unlike our view on bond yields, we do not see much room for a move lower in T-bills. That said, in T-bill yields, that said, similar to our view on bond yields, we also see the upside for T-bill yields as limited. So under our base case, we see three month and six month T-bill yields rising to 10.5% and 12.25% respectively at the end of the year. Moving on to the global picture now, well, if you look at stocks last week, US stocks predominantly lower. In Asia, your Nikkei as well as your S&P ASX 200, those were also lower. In terms of uh, Europe, most of the stocks there were higher, so your Euro stocks 50 was up 0.53% for the week, FTSE 100 up 1.51% for the week, and your DAX was up 1.56% for the week. But if you look at stocks in terms of a year-to-date move, pretty much read across the board, particularly in your developed or your advanced economies. So your Dow down 9% for the year, your Nasdaq is down almost 20% for the year, and your S&P 500 down around 13% year to date, 
That's actually the worst four-month start to a year for the S&P 500 since 1939, when we actually had, you know, that was the cusp. We were on the brink of World War II at that point. So in terms of the outlook for stock markets, really the only sure bet is volatility here because investors are weighing a lot of information, particularly with regards to inflation and growth concerns. In terms of commodities, well, if you look at um, Brent crude and uh, WTI crude, also around 1% to 2% higher for the week. So Brent crude today is around $106 per barrel. WTI crude at around $103 per barrel. Three-month copper, that's down 3% for the week. Starting the week at around $9,769.50. Gold as well pulling back. Remember, gold does well in low real yield environments. Now that you've got yields rising, your 10-year bond, uh, going, your 10-year treasury yield going to just about 3%, which is a high there. You know, those things are affecting gold and that's why you're seeing the gold price edging lower because your low real yield environment is, 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 is starting to dissipate and you're starting to see interest rates rise. So gold down 2.43% for the week. Gold is at $1,858.51 per ounce. Agricultural commodities, soybean meal, important for us. That's down for the week around 3.47%, so at around $442.90 per ton. But for the year, soybean meal up 7.6%. So that's going to be costly in terms of a, a, a in, in terms of the year to date, your soybean meal price is up 7.58%. So that's going to be costly for us and it's going to feed into our livestock and our fish and our and our livestock fish and our chicken feed prices. In terms of fertilizer, fertilizer prices up 0.49% for the week. But the key thing here is fertilizer prices up 35.97% for the year. And it does look like there is strong impetus for fertilizer prices to remain elevated, which is going to have a significant effect for our planting season this year, which begins in around November. And it's also going to have a material impact with regards to the food prices that we get in the harvest season next year. In terms of just going back to that oil, key news story is that the European Union is reportedly proposing a phased-in ban on Russian oil imports by year-end alongside banning more Russian banks from SWIFT. So all EU27 members must approve, which is difficult, but a key stumbling block looks to have now been crossed because Germany has now dropped opposition as it has sharply curtailed its Russian oil imports. So if they do go ahead with this phased-in ban on Russian oil imports, it's going to add to already, it's going to add to already expected further declines in Russian oil production. And also, you know, it's 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 important because you've got that OPEC Plus meeting on Thursday. Given that you're going to see decline in Russian oil production, given the fact that the OPEC Plus group is only likely going to raise June production targets by around 430 barrels per day, it really does mean that oil prices will continue being elevated for the foreseeable future. In fact, with that OPEC Plus meeting, you know, it does appear that the Saudis are teaming up with Russia to keep oil prices elevated. Moving on to currencies, your dollar index 
Still all about dollar strength. Dollar index up to 103.61, up 1.28% for the week. Dollar rand at around 15.91 today. So that's around 0.7% up for the week. Rand kwacha, given the stability we're seeing in the kwacha and the weakness that you're seeing in the rand, rand kwacha is lower, 1.1% lower for the week. Euro dollar down 1.3% for the week, opening the week at around 105. Pound cable 1.2497, 0.61% down for the week. Your dollar yen at 130.11, so that's up 2.2% for the week. And Bitcoin as well, bit of a recovery here, up to 38,377.50, that's up 0.67% for the week. Moving on to the economic calendar for the global environment. Well, last week, I think the key important data that we did receive was that US GDP growth rate. So your Q1 growth quarter on quarter, minus 1.4% actual versus 1.1% expected. So in terms of our views here, earlier in the year, we thought that the market had underpriced Fed hikes, but we now believe that the market is actually overpricing Fed hikes. We think slowing growth concerns will potentially and likely curtail the Fed's anticipated monetary tightening path. As a result, we do not expect the Fed to follow through on hiking the Fed funds rate to that 2.75%, 3% range at the end of next year. In other words, stagflation. This week, well, today we've got ECB President Christine Lagarde speaking. You also have US factory orders. Wednesday, you've got the ECB non-monetary policy meeting. You've got PMI data from a couple of European countries as well as the euro area itself. So you've got PMI data from Spain, Italy, France, Germany. You also have euro area retail sales data. You've got US PMI data. But the key important one is going to be that US Fed interest rate decision where we expect the Fed to hike the policy rate by 50 basis points. In addition to that 50 basis points hike, we also anticipate the Fed will announce implementation plans for shrinking their balance sheet. Thursday, we've got Chinese and UK PMI data. You've got this Bank of England interest rate decision. The focus here is for 25 basis points hike to 1%. We've got US jobless claims. But in terms of that Chinese um, PMI data, China's policymakers have really spoken extensively over the last uh, two weeks or so with regards to stimulus, but so far their actions have fallen short of market expectations. So it's going to be interesting to see the print here and to see if we're going to get, um, you know, activity or action that the market, that does not fall short of what the market expects. Friday, we've got US non-farm perils as well as the unemployment rate. Just circling it back to Zambia, as I mentioned, dollar kwacha, Opens today 16.975. Look like we're going to close at around 16.94. Important thing here, we think that the trading range has moved lower from 16.8 on the downside to 17.8 on the top side. We think that the new range is now 16.45 to 17.45. We do expect that we're going to break 16.45 over the next few months into July. We do see the dollar quarter potentially at around 15.8 at the end of June. But that said, we do see the dollar quarter pair rising to reach around 16.95 at the end of this year. So that's it from us this week. Do join us again next week for FCB Market Watch. I'm your presenter, Dino Yambu, and as I mentioned at the beginning, I am the head of trading here at First Capital Bank Zambia. May you have a pleasant week.